You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's show, Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We have two guests today, and our first guest is Ollie Mallet, Massage Green Spa. Uh, the business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast time. Our radio show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Center Club of Costa Mesa, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills by interviewing people who have knowledge that you can learn from. That's certainly the case today. We have a multi-talented, multi-faceted entrepreneur in the studio with us. Uh, let's start by asking you, tell us a little bit about your professional background. How did you get to this point in your career where you were the owner of Massage Green Spa? Actually, I started out as being an ex-college athlete and a C student, and that uh, rolled over into realizing that when I really wasn't talented enough to make it to the MBA, that I had to get a job. So I got a job as an airline flight attendant. And from there, I realized that uh, there was much more, and I got myself promoted to work in first class. And working in first class in the airlines, I got an opportunity to meet a lot of uh, successful businessmen and businesswomen, and I became intrigued in the quality of life they had, and thus wanting to become self-employed. I ended up uh, purchasing my very first uh, business, was a little convenience store, and the rest, uh, they say, was history. Okay, so you owned a convenience store. That's a hard job. A lot of hours behind the cash register, a lot of hours in the store. How did you go from that to where you are now? Well, yeah, it was uh, seven days a week, open to close, mostly because I operated in fear, fearing that I was going to lose the money that my mother lent me to buy that business in the first place. <laughs> you uh, don't want to disappoint your mother. Right, but after three months, I realized that uh, I was making more money than I did working for corporate America. And uh, I got the bug. I got addicted to success. And one thing led to another. I, re- I thought that I was ready for the big league, so I went and I applied for a franchisee for McDonald's. And uh, it was a 10-year wait. And, uh, hmm. and uh, I went and applied for Burger King and Wendy's, and they pretty much laughed at me. And then I ended up applying for um, a franchise for Domino's Pizza. Well, Domino's Pizza wanted me to be a delivery driver before they would consider me as a franchisee. And I had no problem with doing whatever it took to become successful. However, I didn't want to go backwards because I had, at that point, three convenience stores. And uh, luckily for me, I found another business opportunity, and that was Little Caesars Pizza. Okay. And so... Well, what happened there was I became a pain in the butt to Domino's for many years because I ended up becoming the largest franchisee in the world for Little Caesars, building uh, 159 stores with 2,000 employees, Jeez. doing $100 million in pizza in less than six years. <laughs> there is a success story. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I became... Uh, really addicted to the new sport that I found. Uh, I was really devastated when I couldn't go to the next level in my college career. Okay. And the sport that I found was business. I applied the same fundamentals of being a leader. I was the captain of every team I ever touched in sports, and I applied that same fundamental of winning to business. Okay. And I was able to build a very big company. Little Caesars must be a good franchise partner to allow, to help you with that growth, though, too, right? You know, Little Caesars... um, is the reason that I'm here today. It was not only a phenomenal company, the founders were amazing, and I got the opportunity to work pretty close with the founder of the company. And, you know, he always said to me that if I uh, if I followed the right path and I did the right things, that uh, he would give me all the opportunity in the world. And that was Mr. Illich, the founder of Little Caesars, who's also the uh, owner of the Detroit Tigers and the Detroit Red Wings. Right. Yeah. So he was a great mentor of mine, and I'm proud to say we're still very good friends. And uh, Little Caesars was amazing. I learned a lot from Little Caesars. And and uh, I went on to become a franchisee for 10 different other national chains. Wow. And um, 
I learned a lot. I became a student of the game of franchising, and then I mastered the game. Okay. And then from there, I was able to become the founder and owner, CEO of Massage Green Spa, uh, one of the fastest-growing massage therapy chains in the country. And we're going to talk about that and and that space because that's an exciting space. It's a very popular business model. But before we get there, if you've mastered and through demonstrated experience and success – for those that are listening in the audience who maybe are considering becoming a franchisee, any a- advice that you would give them, not as a franchisor today, but as a successful franchisee? Yeah, I have a, I have a lot of advice, and, and unfortunately, we don't have enough time on this show to be able to share with people what I would really like to say, but it really starts with attitude. I've always said that attitude is the mother of skill, and you have to commit to taking that leap of faith a lot of people act like a bird with a parachute they know they can fly (laughs) they're eagles and when they get near that cliff ready Uh to jump off they put a parachute on you know if it it, 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 just in case and you know they don't need that parachute if the commitment is there the net will appear right the best advice i would give people is to surround yourself with the right people i've always said that you're the average of the five people you hang around Um, i'm a c student make no mistake I'm a C student because I chose to be a C student. I really wasn't embracing school, but when I found a passion in something that I loved, because I like to win, uh, I like to create, I like to motivate and stimulate, but more importantly, I like to educate. And I've always said, what would you rather have, talent or the ability to recognize talent? Well, Mm. you know, the answer has to be the ability to recognize talent, because if you have talent, you could become successful. But without the ability to recognize talent, you cannot build an empire. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, and I wish we had the gong in the studio. Tell my engineer. I like these teachable moments, these learning opportunities for our audience. And uh, Ollie's been giving us several already. And we're just starting in the radio show interview here on Critical Mass Radio Show. So let's talk about Massage Green Spa. You said it's the fastest growing business in your space? Explain that to me. It is. I mean, we had seven stores two years ago. Today we have 700 stores under development. We are the best kept secret out there, and we are, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, the best value in America. How can you say that? We offer a one-hour full-body massage uh, as an introductory offer for $29.95, and we offer a membership without fees, without contracts to tie you in on a month-to-month for $39.95, and that's what the competitors offer as an introductory offer. That's right. And they require you to sign a 12-month contract. Exactly. We take all the negativity out of it. Look, we are out there trying to motivate people to do the right thing when it comes to health and wellness. We want them to incorporate massage therapy into their lifestyle. And why are we the best value in America? Because we made massage therapy a luxury that everyone can afford. People... I don't think understand the therapeutic value of a professional massage. It is not an indulgence. It is actually, especially in this overstressed environment that many middle market CEOs are in, it is a way to give your body back some energy and, and release it of some of the toxins that you've accumulated. 100%. I'm very impressed that you know uh, the importance of massage therapy. Dr. Oz will go on air and tell you that if you do massage therapy that you'll live longer. It's a necessity. Uh, It is something that people, by the way, it's an addiction because unfortunately, you know, or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, but the space of massage therapy is 85% women, 15% men. Mm -hmm. Men do not realize how amazing and how healthy massage therapy can be. That's why we're on a mission to educate and motivate and stimulate people to incorporate massage therapy into their lifestyle. Well, you're democratizing this thing that was seen as sort of an elitist thing, a massage that you had to go to an expensive spa or have somebody come to your house. You you and your your space are making it so that you can make an appointment, you can go in, and in an hour you can come out, and your body is feeling the effects of that for a... You, You know what's interesting is, you know, human behavior... Uh, there's a trigger point. You got the competition that's out there charging fifty nine ninety five for a one hour body massage. A lot of humans cannot afford a sixty dollar massage, even right. though that's a great price if you're going to compare it to the resorts and the cruise lines and everything else. Right. However, what we found to be incredibly amazing 
is how many new people that have never tried massage therapy before. And the only reason that they're trying it is because of our introductory offer of twenty nine ninety five. Yeah. And once they try it, it's very easy to convince them that it's just as valuable as you know, being a member at a gym that yes. might charge you the same price. Right. Well, it sounds like, too, it's your price, Ali. The people can get a, a couple, a husband and wife, for for the price of one dinner a month, they can actually do something for their body that is significantly more refreshing than even the best Italian dinner or whatever you're going to go out to get. Uh, our couple's massage is uh, is very popular. It's very popular because if, if you want your wife eating out of the palm of your hand, why don't you take her by the hand and tell her you're going to spend quality time with her and come down to Massage Green Spa and get a couple's massage. She'll think you're the greatest husband in the world. And just as important, all her friends are going to give their husbands a hard time because you were smart enough to bring her in the first place. Right. All right. Well, this is a great interview. We've only got uh, 10 minutes left, so we're going to make the most of it. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back with Crit- on Critical Mass Radio Show after these words from our commercial sponsor. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well... What happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Hey, did you know that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me, and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months, or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's my cell. 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank and acknowledge listeners who download our show as a podcast. Over the last 30 days, you've downloaded 15,772 episodes of our show. We appreciate your growing and continued support. All of our shows can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, which is really a site like Stitcher for the European market. And I'd suggest you check it out, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com, and other various business-oriented podcasting sites. All right, Ollie, I'd like to ask you, what does it take to own a franchise? What type of partner are you lo- you looking for in your business, Massage Green Spa, to be a successful franchisee and grow their 
their footprint with your brand? You know, that's a very good question because a lot of people look for experience and and uh, and schooling. I, I'm looking for people that have the right attitude and a passion to make a difference. We have a business model that really is helping people make a difference in their life. And all you really have to do is muster up as much conviction as you can to really want to help people. And if you have that right attitude, I can teach skill. I can't teach attitude. So mm-hmm. I'd rather have I'd rather have someone with a great attitude over skill any day. Okay. So the business model is you you find the right location you open your doors after you've done all the work. You hire the right staff. How do you get people in the door the first time? It's it's actually not difficult because people understand that it costs a lot of money to get uh, a massage. And when we introduce people to our introductory offer of a one-hour full-body massage for twenty nine ninety five, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, wow. And we get people to come to our locations, and when they walk in that front door and they see an upscale uh, cultured stone with water features and fireplace and and granite and in a beautiful setting uh, they give a double wow okay and 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 it's very very easy all we have to do is two things Rick we have to create awareness to get people there and 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 deliver a great therapeutic massage and okay. then they just keep coming back so let me ask you about a great therapeutic massage how do you work with the franchisees to get the right type of talent into your stores to deliver the service? Well, um, we only hire certified therapists and estheticians. That's it. And they have to go to school for approximately eight months. They pay a lot of money to they go do. to school. I know they do. So, therefore, they have skin in the game and they take it very serious. The majority, the high majority of therapists are people that care so much about helping other people that um, what we do is we make sure that they're certified, and then we do uh, what we call a demo. So they would come in with our lead therapist or our director of therapy and perform a massage on us. Okay. And uh, if their flow is right and their technique is right and their understanding of massage therapy is accurate, then we would hire them. Mm-hmm. What I found in my experience is you find the therapist who understands your body and has the right philosophical approach as well as the technique, and then you just continue to work with that person. And as long as they're at a location, you want to be uh, with them because they've, they've delivered the kind of value that you believe is fair. So how is your how is your turnover? How is that for your business? That's accurate. I mean, let's say we have 30 therapists at one of our locations, and so... Um, usually a new client would tell us uh, what modality that they are interested right. in, and then we would pair them up with a therapist that that is one of their expertise in that modality. Because when we do take applications for therapists, we ask them to fill out uh, their knowledge and, and uh, experience on every single modality. And then we pair them up with a, with a, with a new client new customer we also suggest to the customer that you know you find the therapist of your liking and and you know nine out of ten times they stick with that therapist Mm -hmm. and that therapist gets to understand their body and uh works with them every single month or if not month by by monthly or weekly depending on how often that client comes back i have the same approach with my massage therapist that i do with my doctor we're we're in a partnership here right i'm not going to lay down on the bed and say okay you know you'll figure it out it and I think the right therapist reads what you're doing, and they actually respond to how you respond to their touch. Absolutely. And 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 what we do is we communicate, especially in the first the right. first session. We'll ask them, you know, multiple times, how's the pressure? Right. You know, what what areas of the body uh, are you hurting? And normally, a therapist will be able to tell where the knots are in the body, uh, and then they'll be able to work with that uh, with that client. Right. It's it, it is. Um I hope if we do nothing else during this part of the radio show, those of you listening live or as a podcast, you'll consider how therapeutic massages are and you'll do yourself the favor of going and have one. It is not an indulgence. It is actually a necessity in today's high-stress world for business owners and executives. I, I, Rick, I, I personally can't express the importance of therapeutic massage. I personally get massages twice a week for two hours at a time. 
I'm jealous. Uh, and well, you know, uh, yeah, for- I'm happy for you. Yeah, <laughs> fortunately, I get that opportunity, but it's a necessity for me because my mind doesn't shut down. Right, it doesn't shut down, but and I recharge myself when I get this. I don't, I don't get these massages just because I'm the founder and owner of Massage Green. I've come to find out the importance of these massages. I got to tell you, my wife and I just had a husband and wife massage uh, last month. And when we were finished, the, the therapist left the room, and I rolled over to look at her, and she rolled over to look at me, and we both started laughing because the look on each other's face was exactly what we were feeling, which was just like, oh, this is, I feel so good yeah, right now. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking it's about. It's like, it's a great state, and it's a state that people should be in more often. You know, for those people that are listening, for, for whatever, you should at least try it one time. Right. Because then you'll you'll be addicted. And for twenty nine ninety five, how can you not? Well, you're only going to get that at Massage Green Spa. So, hallelujah. Yep, very that's good. why you're in this chair. All right, tell me about your guiding principle, Ollie. Of all the things you've learned in your various successful business career and different things that you've done, do you have a, a belief system on what it takes to lead and grow Massage Green Spa? In other words. What is your philosophy? I call it your grinding principle. You've kind of touched on some things already, but just can you put it in a wrapper for our audience on how you approach your business? Well, you know, I talked about Little Caesars, but the truth of the matter is I've been extremely blessed in my business career because I was a franchisee for 10 different national chains. I consider my experience so blessed. I feel so fortunate to have that experience. And part of that experience was understanding very quickly that if I wasn't worried about who was getting the credit, I was on the right path to success. <laughs> That's a good, for those of you in the corporate world, take that down. It's true. You know, stop worrying about who gets the credit and focus on the uh, the end result. The other thing is uh, I also come to realize the importance of paying it forward. If I just focused on paying it forward, uh, you know, success will appear. And, and it's based on that attitude, that body language, that tone, that leadership that you present to others. You know, believing is 50% of the victory. The other 50% is loyalty, passion, hard work, commitment, and all those other little ingredients that you need to make a whole success out of where you're going. Um, I can't express to everyone listening how important it is to have the integrity to lead by example. And if you do that, people will follow. It sounds like you're a you would be a great business coach. Do you mentor and coach other entrepreneurs? Do you give of your time that way for others? I, you know, I actually do. Um, my initials are ATM, and people get a <laughs> kick out of that. Uh, and I have what's called an ATM Global Business Training Program, where I teach people and I motivate people to to uh, to take that first step. Uh, it, it's it's very important to come to the point where. You're going to take that first step and not look back. After that, going back to what I've said earlier about my blessed experience, when you're a franchisee for 10 different national chains and then you become a franchisor that's on the verge of building a billion-dollar company, uh, you got a little bit of experience underneath your belt. And you know what's interesting about that is I can't find too many things that are more rewarding than to be able to share that experience with other people. That's great to hear because having that experience as a franchisee or franchisee makes you so much more attractive as a franchisor because many times the franchisee and the franchisor feel like they're in different businesses. You know, you're, 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 that's, a, that's, that's a great awareness on your part, Rick, because um, when we do have our corporate uh, national convention in Las Vegas and I'm on stage, I promise you that the franchisees in the audience are going to know that I'm one of them. <laughs> I, 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 I might be wearing a white-collared shirt. However, I'm a franchisee at heart, and I will be that way forever because the total success of a franchisor is the franchisee, and everybody needs to understand that. Without the franchisee, the franchisor will never be successful. You can't deliver the service. No, no, you can't. And that's your brand in the market, whatever that franchisee is. The franchisee is the franchisor's customer. Yes. Okay? Yes. And partner. And partner. Life partner. Right. You know, in business. So, you know, it is what it is, and, 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 and I hope people listening out there understand that. I know that some of our audience are executives who are currently working for companies who have an entrepreneurial burn and would like to learn from entrepreneurs. I would say if you're looking for a business model and you haven't found one yet, Massage Green Spa 
may be worth the time to investigate. If you're interested in this type of a business model, um, Ollie's convinced me today that this is an outstanding company to be working with, and I would suggest you consider that. If you're, not, if you're a CEO and a business owner and you're looking for a side business or something else to do, I would say that Massage Green Spa may be the way. Maybe you have children. Maybe you have a wife or somebody else who would like to get into business. Uh, I know people who own businesses like this, and it's a very rewarding job. You become a local part of your community, and people really uh, respect you for owning this type of a business. How does somebody learn more about Massage Green Spa? Well, they can go to um, www.massagegreenspa.com and then uh, look under the franchising section in, on our website and uh, and just um, uh, apply uh, at the information section, and uh, and we'll we'll get back with you. And we're broadcasting live from South Orange County. Uh, we're beaming this around the world, but for those listeners that might be in Southern California, are you looking for more franchisees in Southern California? Yes, we are. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we haven't even scratched the surface uh, when it comes to our uh, development and our growth. Um, it's, it's an exciting thing, especially when you talk about Massage Green Spa. We own green. There is no other massage therapy franchise that can even mention the word green along with massage. We're registered. We trademark. We're socially responsible. And the thing that we never mentioned is the fact that we're so socially responsible that the majority of the materials that we build inside of our spas are green sustainable materials. Oh, wow. You know, the paint is green. The drywall is green. The carpet's green. The, the, the right. culture stone is green. So, you know, we that's why our slogan is healthy buildings and healthy bodies and our our main slogan is a luxury that everyone can afford so that's right you know we have a great business model we're on the verge we're on the forefront of an emerging industry that's health and wellness and as we continue to grow and educate people about massage therapy this area this industry is going to continue to grow exponentially I want to thank you for being on the program, being a friend of the program, a part of our community. Nothing but continued success. And I hope your appearance here today on the show helped to raise awareness for your fine franchise system and maybe bring some interest to your brand. Rick, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our second commercial break. And then Stephen Christensen will be on. He is the founder of Teen Entrepreneur Academy. He'll be on after these words from our sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, 
EPDM, Neoprene, Puninitrile, and Viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. Here we go. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and as promised, Stephen Christensen, founder of Teen Entrepreneur Academy, is our guest for this segment. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, advertising on our radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain very valuable exposure through their support of our program. And with our exclusive prospect engagement program, we can deliver up to 23 warm prospects to each of our advertisers each year. If you'd like to learn more about this unique opportunity, visit and call Rose Chamora, 951-515-4661. Let me say that again, 951-515-4661. Stephen, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. Glad to be here. It's good to have you here. Tell me a little bit about you before we get into the Teen Academy. Just what is it? What's your background? Born and raised in New York City. Okay. And moved out to California. Married a California girl 30 years ago. Bless you. And uh, Come relocated. out here and take our women. <laughs> well, I met her in New York. Okay, well, let's see. She was in New York. And, and <laughs> she, we were going to get married, and she said, well, let's go to California. I'd never been here. And came out here and uh, started working at UC Irvine. Right. When Dan Aldrich was the chancellor in Jeez. 1983. Okay. And you just stayed? Stayed. Why couldn't you? And what do you do now? Right now, I am the dean of the School of Business at Concordia University, where I also serve as executive vice president of external relations. Okay. And so how did the Teen Entrepreneur Academy get started? What is the teen? I, we just missed your big event. It was a week ago, last Friday. I'm sorry about that. I hear it was great. But talk to me about empowering teenpreneurs. Well, you know, some we know that people say uh, you're never too old to learn new things. And we say you're never too young to learn principles of business. Okay. So the academy came about four years ago when I read a Gallup study. A Gallup study said that 85% of high school students in America, they interviewed a million of them, wish they had more business education. I think that's true. And 80% said they want to start their own business. Wow. One step further, 75% of those who dropped out of high school Uh said they would not have if the curriculum was more relevant. Oh, my gosh. So I began to think to myself, well, what can I do to respond to this problem? Right. Uh, They want more business education. We teach business at Concordia. I teach entrepreneurship. They want to start a business. So the idea came about was, well, what if we did a summer program for teens teaching them business startup strategies self-responsibility, and a free enterprise mindset and see if anybody would be interested. And what do you define as a teen? A teen is 13 to uh, 18. It's anyone who's in – it's really a high school entrepreneur academy. So they're freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors, and we have a full mix across the curriculum when they participate in our teen entrepreneur academy. Okay. Now, if they're under 13, then they're called kidpreneurs. (laughs) And then when they're in college, they're collegepreneurs. Okay. And then you also, when you retire, you're a seniorpreneur, and then they have boomerpreneurs. <laughs> so you got all of these categories, but we deal with the teenpreneurs. Just making the boards over there. And actually, my too. granddaughter, uh, who's a six months, my daughter oh. worked at the academy and helped us. She's now a babypreneur because she spent a week at the academy. <laughs> <laughs> six months old, little baby. She probably selling lemonade or something. My goodness, this is it's a family affair. Then it's it a family affair. Yes. So how many students attended this year's academy? This was our third year. First year we had forty. Second year, 60. Third year, 80. 100% increase in three years. Right. And um, I wish I could tell you the magic to marketing it and the secret to all of this. We've uh, we've done search engine optimization and other things, do some ads locally. But this year, the 80 students came from six states, three countries. Really? Uh, Probably 75% are Southern California. They'll find us. Okay. But we had Canada, Taiwan, China, Japan. Uh, New York, Chicago, Florida, Texas. And I asked the students, how'd you find us? Like the the student from Canada, uh, Uh a Chinese student, Henry Lee. He said, well, I looked online for um, business summer camp. And, you know, we we came up. You know, we weren't first, but 
We will be Close soon enough, after this yeah. radio show gets out there. Of course. Yeah, that's all you need. It puts you right to the top. Well, you know, I've been a judge for an organization called Future Business Leaders of America. FBL, yep. Yeah, FBLA, right? And, and it's amazing and inspiring to me to see these young people who certainly lack the experience and aren't as polished but have such great uh, perspective and energy and enthusiasm for what they're doing. It is uh, – I think it's – it's a shame that we don't do more with economics in in high school and with business. Because I heard a gentleman on Bloomberg Radio a couple of weeks ago, if not a month ago, who said that uh, the, the prediction is within five years, I think, 50% of the U.S. Uh, uh, population will be uh, employed by themselves, will, will be self-employed. And that um, that's a relative... Uh, similarity to what the history of the country was it's only a recent phenomenon where people graduated and they went to work for corporate america there was no corporate america right. before after the kind of the world war and that kind of thing so i'm thinking if more and more people are going to take i think take responsibility for their own career owning their own business being an entrepreneur they ought to get trained about it as early as possible right well we would agree with that and you know there's over two thousand uh, new businesses started a day in this country and so that trend is already underway uh and what happens with the teenagers is they're naturally inquisitive. Yes. They're naturally curious. They're naturally creative. They're naturally innovative. And they're natural risk takers because they don't have much to lose. They just don't have anything. Exactly. And they're not jaded because they haven't been down the road and kind of, they still have that spark. But what happens is somehow the system actually takes that creativity out of them yes. and, and forces them to begin to conform. Yes. Uh, because there's you know common standards for everyone. Right. But we're all different. We yeah. have different creativities. And so they actually lose that oh. uh, if they stick to the system too much. And I don't fault the high schools. They have a lot of work to do, yes. teaching critical thinking, communication, right. so forth. The thing is they just don't have the bandwidth, uh, although today in Orange County there are probably 20 high schools that actually have an entrepreneurship class really? or afternoon club Good. underway for students. Good, because you got to teach to the curriculum, right? You have to cle- right. you, teachers have to teach to the test uh, in today's in today's, today's world, at least in my opinion. Here, my wife's a teacher, so full disclosure. But some of their freedom to improvise is taken away because you got to kind of teach to the to the outline. So again, these type of classes need to really be focused either uh, through local communities or top down. The organ, the educational institution has to realize we're a capitalist economy and you need to bring entrepreneurship at a very early age to people, right? Yeah. And what schools have done then, if they cannot fit it into the day curriculum, because they need all of the curriculum in high school, how to think and communicate. We, yeah. we, we need well-rounded young people that can read, uh, liberal arts core. So what many schools have done is they've created after-school programs. So just like you'll have the, the tennis club or the basketball club, they'll have an entrepreneurship club. And that would be a, a recognized student group. And then um, they have high school competitions. So there are business plan competitions. I don't know if you know this, but two years ago, Costa Mesa High School won the national championship I didn't in the that. business plan competition. Oh. So they first compete in Southern California regionals, right. and they go to the state, and then they go to Washington, D.C. for the nationals. So Costa Mesa High School won it two years ago. The year before that, Fort Hamilton High School in Brooklyn, New York, where my mom went, won it. <laughs> hey, oh, look at that. You've got a long lineage of entrepreneurs then. We're talking with Stephen Christensen. He is the founder of the Teen Entrepreneur Academy, as well as the dean of the business school for Concordia University and the executive vice president of Concordia University in Irvine. You're listening to the Critical Mass radio show. So we have about three minutes, and, and I didn't want to get into this right now, but let's start it, and then we'll pick it up on the other side if we need to. Talk to me about the Teen Entrepreneur Academy Business Plan Competition. What 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 did we miss by not being there last Friday? Well, well first of all, the, the Teen Entrepreneur Academy is a full immersion program. The students arrive on our campus on Sunday afternoon. They live in the dorm all week, and they don't leave till Saturday afternoon. Friday is the business plan competition. So they are totally immersed in the total college experience, living in the dorms, eating the meals, and going to class as we're teaching them how to launch their business. So it's an immersion program. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. So during the week, we have a template PowerPoint presentation, an investor PowerPoint presentation, 12 slides. So we give them the PowerPoint, and I also give them the judge's scoring sheet. So I say to them, who wants the answers to the test? (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to give you the answers to the test because we want you to pass the test. Right. And so as you do your PowerPoint and prepare it, you can actually evaluate your own self as to how you're scoring in each of the way the judges are going to look at you. So there's no surprises. 
and they work all week. We bring in different speakers, business experts, or Wing Lamb and other successful entrepreneurs who talk about launching their businesses, key strategies, and all of this to get them ready for the business plan competition. And the business plan competition takes place? On Friday. Yes. But here's what we do. On Thursday, Thursday afternoon, I bring in this year, I brought in 60 executives as coaches. Oh, wow. The students have the first draft of their PowerPoint presentation ready. Yeah. And the executives come in and spend two hours with them going through the presentation, asking questions, clarifying issues, focusing them to better prepare them for the business plan competition the next day. And teach them how important a mentor is. Yeah. And so we are grateful to so many banks and other companies that have come in and uh, Bruce Corzine from uh, uh, Risk Management Association Board uh, recruits many bankers and other executives, and they come in and they volunteer their time, and they work and they work two executives per team. And the students, by the way, work in teams of three to four. Good. So these eighty come in; they don't know each other, and they're put into teams, and they have to work together just like in the real world. When they show up at Google, you know, they're right. put in a team, and this is your person, and right. they might not look like me and act like me, but. We're going to work together now because we have this common interest, and we love business and entrepreneurship. So they're forced to work together, and all day, uh, each day, we're going through these slides, preparing them, preparing them, preparing them. Hmm. Well, we're going to keep this conversation going. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have uh, teenage children, maybe you missed this year's uh, event, but you maybe you can sign up for the Entrepreneur Academy next year. We're talking with Stephen Christensen. We'll be right back after these words from our radio show sponsors. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. Stephen Christensen, founder of the Teen Entrepreneur Academy, is our guest. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 15,000, actually 15,772 shows in the last 30 days. Um, we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Uh, we, You can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and various other podcasting sites. And many of our past guests have put their show on their website as well. All right, so let's finish the business plan competition. We got up to Thursday night, Stephen Christensen. So, so they've been coached now, and the coaching session ends at 4 o'clock, and then they're up all night polishing and updating oh, their fine. PowerPoint presentation. Actually, literally 4 o'clock in the morning, depending upon how much they want to put into it. The next day is the qualifying round. We had 20 teams this year. Every team presents, and it's an eight-minute presentation. And we have a panel of 10 judges, CEOs, and entrepreneurs with the goal of selecting the top three. 
So okay. the top three go to the final round competition, which is Friday at 5 o'clock, open to the public, parents, donors, friends, anybody who wants to come. The interesting thing, as they're working on Thursday night, I always get the question, does everyone have to speak? Everybody on the team has to take at least one slide. Now, you're dealing with some teens who are introverts, shy, quiet, sure. and, and, and part of me almost wants to cave in and say, well, if you don't... No, everyone has to speak, and, and, and that's part of the experience. So right. whether or not they're going to start their own business is not as important as that they understand the principles of a business launching and of entrepreneurship and begin to have the entrepreneurial mindset, which basically sees problems as opportunities. Yes. So it's entrepreneurship we're teaching for life. So if they go work for your company, because they've done a startup budget and a five-year pro forma and they understand customer needs – um, we want them to think like an owner so that they're going to be more conscientious, not just showing up like teens do today physically, right. but showing up mentally right. and engaged in that workplace. All right. Asking better questions. Yes. Bringing their Shutting off the lights. Yeah. Thinking not like, wasting paper because they did the startup budget. There's all kinds of long-term benefit to this, isn't there? So tell me about the three teams that got selected. To- so there was a great competition, three teams selected. Uh, I'll talk about the winning team. Sure. Because they, they, their plan was for um, Stop Drop, a company that would create uh, some sort of uh, Velcro device so that surgeons don't drop medical equipment in surgeries. But they had all the statistics and data on all this. But the interesting thing about that team, four students. One guy from Michigan found us online. One girl from Taiwan found us online. One girl from Fremont, Northern California found us online. And one girl from uh, Irvine, uh, high school in Irvine. Wow. Never knew each other, came together. I mean, these are different countries, cultures, and they work together to present uh, and win the business. Well, who comes up with the business idea? They do. Okay, so they have to research a market and find a business. Yeah, and, and, and you have two groups of students who come some who already have an idea in their mind for something, okay. and others that they get together and begin to brainstorm, again, looking at problems or issues that they deal with that need a solution. Right. So it's up to them. I don't. I don't spoon feed any ideas to them. That that's it's their deal. And okay. at the end of the day, not only teens, but most people have an idea in their mind or their passion in their heart for something they'd love to create. And so this just comes out. And but there is some delivery. I had one student where she was literally almost in tears about the teams because she she wanted to do so well. She was saying, "Well, what if I get on the wrong team?" Oh. And what if my, my teammates don't deliver and all of this? And actually, she ended up on a second-place team, but she was so concerned about you know, the ability to perform and who she might, quote-unquote, get stuck with. Right. But yet, you know, she was one of our brightest students, and they, and they took second place. But it's just amazing to see what goes through their minds. And again, I'll use the Google. When, when you go to work for Google, you don't know what team they're going to put you on. Right. You and know, and yeah. it's life. So right. I said, just relax. Uh, we, we did some breathing exercises. We had professional uh, coaching speakers come in and have breathing exercises and how to relax. So we had presentation skills. And so it's not just the business principles and entrepreneurship and marketing and all uh-huh. this, but also uh, public speaking and presentation skills. So was this videotaped? I mean, if we didn't have the chance to go, can yeah, we? The whole thing's it- been videotaped. We'll upload it onto our uh, YouTube channel, Teen Entrepreneur. Uh, we'll show the three uh, finalists. Okay. But all teams were, were videotaped. And, uh, you know, one student said to me, he said, you know, I came to this academy uh, not knowing much about business and entrepreneurship. And he says, I've learned more than I ever could have imagined. Wow. And it's typical. All right. And uh, so that's what we're trying to do. Is do you ever have students come back? Uh, yes, every year. Actually, a student who uh, was there last year, they want to come back as a peer advisor. Oh, they can do that? Yeah. And each year we have different speakers. The curriculum is always the same, but they can come back and help the others. So okay. this year, uh, the last uh, year's two winners came back to help the other team. Oh, how nice is that? So we only have a few minutes left. And I, I did want to, since you are also the dean for the School of Business at Concordia University, can we talk a little bit about your business school? Sure. Okay. So uh, you're talking to CEOs of middle market companies, entrepreneurs, etc. cetera. Uh, what type of programs are available maybe for working adults? Well, we have a degree completion program. If, if you have a working adult who's been promoted and has not completed their degree, okay. evening classes convenient 18 months, and they can come and complete the degree. Okay. We have an MBA program, okay. which is best business practices, a very practical MBA program for working adults. All right. 
of course, we have the traditional liberal arts undergraduate uh, business education. Uh-huh. School of Business, uh, about 350 undergrads and 150 in the MBA program. Okay. So it's one of our largest programs at Concordia. We've been in, our, in Irvine for 40 years. Okay. Uh, small private Christian university uh, in Turtle Rock on top of the hill, right. about a mile from UCI. And actually, we collaborate with some things uh, at UC Irvine uh, on the Entrepreneur Academy program and if a, if a small business owner wanted to maybe talk with you about any projects for students or anything like that, d- does Concordia do that type of work? Yes, as well? we have an institute for strategic marketing headed okay. head up by our marketing professor Carolyn Shirey. Okay, and they actually select companies and do consulting projects, just as a client project would be done for one semester. Usually, marketing, advertising, branding, right. social media, and at the end of the semester, we'll deliver a report okay. and, and a product. Uh, our marketing team has twice taken first place in national competitions. Wow. And so if a company is interested, I would say apply early because they only do two a semester. And is there a fee for that? There is a fee. It depends upon uh, sales. But, you know, on the low end, it's 1500 and On the high end, it's 5000 so And it's you get something affordable. you pay $100,000 for. Right. And, you know, the interesting thing to me, and I'm talking with Stephen Christensen, who, in addition to be the founder of Teen Entrepreneur Academy, is the dean for the School of Business in Concordia University in Irvine. Um, interesting thing to me is... Not a lot. Not enough small companies have marketing departments. It seems to be an area where they don't invest money. Well, not only that, um, for the small business owner, they can't do it all. So they end up trying to do the marketing, trying to do social media, and do all of these things, and they're not working on their business. Right now, they feel very productive. But they're not getting customers. And so what I'm saying is you need to outsource non-essential work so you could do whatever it is you're passionate about that started your business that can grow to business. Right. And, and, and you know, working for Facebook for two or three hours on, on the web it might be productive, but you, you might not be accomplishing your goals and growing your business. Right. All right. Well, hopefully some of the, at least in the Southern California marketplace, because this show is beamed around the world on octalkradio.net, and the podcasts are certainly listened to, but uh, throughout the country, if not the world, maybe some people in Southern California will take a look at Concordia University, either to send their employees as students or enroll themselves, or maybe look for an opportunity to partner with your business school. That would be great. Absolutely. Uh, You've been a great guest, Stephen. I really enjoyed this time. Thank you for helping students and teens to understand the value of being an entrepreneur. It's the future of the country, I think. It's really important thing to learn a good skill i had to start learning it at 49 years old not the time you want to be your first time entrepreneur but thank god it's worked out so far so thanks for being a friend of the program and part of our business community my pleasure if someone wants to learn more about concordia university how do they find you online cui.edu give me that again cui.edu nice okay ladies and gentlemen i want to thank our sponsors because without them we wouldn't be here talking with such interesting guests as we've had today uh they are brandman university Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, S&H Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Crystal Nunley is our producer. Guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Asia Celestino is our event manager and marketing strategist. Melissa Padani does our social media. Rose Chamora is the VP of Sales, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, maybe you want to refer a future guest or even advertise on our radio show, visit Critical Mass for, spelled F-O-R, business.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your firm in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.